This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, Jennifer. Hi, Richard. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? What's going on over there in Manhattan Beach? Oh, just trying to get, you know, a lot of things organized for my trips <laughs> that I'm taking. So you're escaping? When are you escaping? Uh, two weeks from now to Sedona and then the Caribbean after that. What? How long will you be gone for the audience who is now moaning? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to try to do it in the Caribbean now. I think we could figure it out. <laughs> okay. Yes. While you're in Jamaica, man. Um, well, I first let me welcome all the <laughs> listeners to our podcast from around the world yes. at sea and in outer space. And uh, just for those who haven't tuned in a while, this is we talk about the afterlife or hacking the afterlife or accessing the afterlife. We talk about the process. We talk about grief. And we have a friend on the flip side who is, helps uh, us handle that. And her name is Luana Anders. And Luana is my pal from the other century who I knew yeah. uh, for about 20 years. And she started me into this process and is responsible for Jennifer and I meeting. How about that? Yes. I'm Very good. super, super, I am super, super eternal, eternally grateful, by the way, Richard. So as am I. I mean, how unusual is that? That you would know somebody for 20 years of your life, they would pass away and then kind of manipulate, orchestrate. I, I didn't even know what the terms would be. But... Uh, it's interesting because I do maintain a, a forum on Quora, uh, Hacking mm -hmm. the Afterlife, and I do get, I get people talking about what we're talking about, which is they're sharing experiences which seem to be opening up more doors for them. I think a lot of people are more open now. Like, I was discussing this with actually another medium. Like, we have so many... People that we thought would never come to us that were either very religious or parts of, you know, it just, I think everybody knows that there's something, there's something bigger than all of us. And like, even if you can't put your finger on it by, if you knew that you were always connected, it's just your awareness is getting connected. It's getting closer. Like I don't connect people. I just put their awareness to what they're already connected to. I think so. And I think also, you know, we've heard this before that it's like just the, the way these things happen or throughout the universe that eventually civilizations start to become aware that they can communicate telepathically. They start to be aware that people don't die, that energy doesn't end or disappear, and that we're all part of that matrix. So, well, let's ask Luana. Is there something or someone you want to talk with specifically, Lou? It's kind of how we start our podcasts that she would want to bring somebody in or somebody on her clipboard she wants to talk about your wife sherry she's showing me sherry so hold on that's amazing they said tell richard to tell sherry we love what she's doing <laughs> okay very good and that she has thousand percent support from over the on the other side so now this is very interesting because, of course, Jennifer and I have not talked about this. We, I haven't brought it up. I casually mentioned last week that I know somebody who's been doing this kind of research. I didn't say who it was. 
because I listened to the podcast last night, actually, driving around in the car. And I did not say who it was, but it, it is Sherry. And she is taking a class where uh, people are challenging her, asking her to access the other side, to open herself up to the awareness that some, you know, that someone might be able to come through and talk to her. So for Jennifer to say that is kind of startling because I didn't tell her about it. Um, I don't think you did, but it, and if you did, it's not something that I would. That you're consciously with. aware of. No, no, no. And I always, as for my clients, they always know. I always give information where it's due. I'm always, I always do that. But um, I just feel how proud they are of Sherry. They're and, super excited. She's always had this. Even I've known that. You know. Yeah, we talked about that. But that she's she, always had the ability. Now, yeah. now she's really honing it in. And they're super excited about. Well, that's her. lovely. And, you know, I, I, I must say about her, she's had a background in the legal profession and she kind of addresses everything in that manner of saying, well, I don't know if this is true. This could be fake. I could be making it up. She kind of uses that as a preamble. Right. But the stuff that she's been seeing uh, sort of on a consistent basis is very, very interesting. And I try to get her to talk about it, make notes about it and, you know, that sort of thing. Is there anything else, Luana, that you want to mention to Sherry specifically? She's more clairvoyant than anything else, and she should trust that. She's more clairvoyant than anything else, and she and should the, trust that. And for the audience, they were showing me pictures, like how she looks at pictures. So they're showing me pictures, and then in reference to Sherry, um, But it's okay. They're saying it's okay to um, hold on. Show me again. That it's okay if you don't get the right interpretation, which we've talked about. Yes, and we did talk about it last week a little bit about. They're saying don't get frustrated. Don't get frustrated when what the pictures don't come, or you're trying to interpret them when they don't make sense to the other person. I see. So yeah. you see and something. A lot, of, a lot of times too, I mean, in classes, they're a little bit rough, um, but they're, it doesn't mean that it's not going to fit later on. So that's another thing. Okay. So if you see something, it could be past, present, or future. It's not something that um, you kind of have. It takes a while to just be, you know, to allow it to show right. up. Well, I can, I can just say in Sherry's case, the kind of work that she's doing, it's not about uh, in the idea of, of what's going to happen. It's more along what we talk about, which is what is happening, who is guiding you, who is on your side, or, you know, who's helping just, you out. And they just showed me Elvis again. Yes. Right, and that idea of, you know, that he I'm might. Right, and them showing me Elvis actually reminded me of what we talked about last week. And by the way, somebody did uh, write and say, because he was talking about, I mean, the, the term Minneapolis came into mind mm -hmm. uh, and he was talking about his home. And so people pointed out that, you know, even though he was born in Tupelo, Mississippi, he spent most of his life in Memphis. Memphis. Which... F&A. <laughs> okay. Is that what you wanted to show yeah. us? Why did you want to show us that? Well, they, sh they showed us that for, for That's right. 
to allow the process to happen. To talk about how the process happened. Right. So like, let's say you see an image of your home. That was done on purpose. They would have made me feel Memphis. <laughs> well, that idea, because you first said, you know, what, what, why am I getting Minneapolis? And, I, you know, maybe you meant Memphis. I don't know. But the idea, though, of showing a visual. And this right. is why it's fun to work together with Jennifer, because sometimes she sees the visual and then ask me about it. And I go, well, I think they're showing you this for that reason, right. different reason. Um, which is always so wonderful working with you because it's helped me so much. Well, but I'm just saying, if you say to your loved one, I had this dream about uh, Aunt, you know, Betty last night and she wanted me to say the following. And the person who's listening to it now realizes that's connected to their journey or their path. And so they get a different interpretation of it and that's allowed as well. So when I was just checking in with them again, has someone had a question that is part of an audience member? Have they, they're mentioning that somebody's had a question. Oh, people have had a question. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I did have like a question. Last week, something about last week. Okay, but uh, let's be specific. I did get an email from somebody who asked us to speak to somebody in particular. Is that what they're referring to? Yes. Okay, and uh, all right. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell Jennifer who this person is. She might know. She might not. Um, he was uh, somebody who passed away quite a few years ago. Uh, is I mean, anyone with an L or a Larry? Uh, Lawrence, possibly. Lawrence. Yeah. Did you say? Yeah. Well, in this particular instance, it was about somebody who passed away in the year that I was born. Nice you. <laughs> and uh, this person was from Chicago uh, who passed away. I, Jennifer, you're not going to know that historically. His first name begins with the letter E. And the name is Emmett. Okay. Does that mean anything to you? I mean, I just saw Emmett Smith when you said that, but I know he's alive, so I have no idea. Okay. So this was a person named Emmett who had passed away back in 1955. And that was a question that was asked to me, would I bring that up? And I, as I always did do. Ever, did he ever work with Martin Luther King? Yes, very related to Martin Luther King. Okay. He didn't work that's, with him, didn't work with him, but related to that entire movement. Okay, because that's what they're bringing up. That's what they're showing me. Okay. And so I'm going to ask you some questions. Can we bring Emmett? to sit down and have a chat with us? That's the question. And for people yeah. tuning, tuning in, tuning in uh, Jennifer and I have done this before. She doesn't know who I'm asking about. I, I would have done more research had I thought we were gonna bring him into the mix. So Emmett, I wanna ask you some questions, sir. Thank, first of all, thank you for coming in. What do you wanna say to the audience at large? What's your experience like now? Freedom starts from within. What do you mean by that, sir? I don't know. He's showing me like almost like a prison cell, but a prison of the mind, the constraints of the mind. Um, I feel like he was either a teacher or a like, I feel like he was a teacher in some way. 
He was a but, teacher in some way. I'm, and uh, let me ask him some specific questions that we was, always. Was he on a television show by chance? Too? No, he wasn't. He was not. But he has become very famous, and he is. There's a film about his life that's going to come out uh, in a few weeks. So, uh, and I know that Jennifer doesn't know, and maybe she does. You know, maybe she'll mention it if I say. Well, enough. maybe that's why I saw TV. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. So in other words, I, but here's what I want to ask you, uh, Emmett. Who greeted you when you crossed over? Right. Was, is there a scientist involved with this or an artist, like an artist or scientist? Because I'm also. Well, let's ask him. Why are you showing her that? Yeah, Nicola, Nicola, like um, Hesla. Oh, so, well, let's ask about that. Uh, Luana, is this you showing Jennifer Nikola Tesla or is this Emmett? Emmett, um, and are it has, you, to, it has to do with energy. Let me, yeah, let me clarify. And so we've talked to Nikola Tesla before because we talk about energy. We talk about the transference of energy and how this accessing people who used to live on the planet is a little bit like accessing the slice of time where they existed, something like that. Well, Emmett, so what is it about that energy that you want to talk about? Have, did you experience things in life so that you could teach lessons to people about energy? Yeah. Yes. And uh, there was a tragedy. Oh, I know. Sorry. So the tragedy I'm getting, like, I, what was he very, like, the, part of me thinks he was sick or somebody who was around was sick, but he died from, was there anything correlating? I'm being shown so many different things, like the war. But it's not the war. It was the. I understand. He's showing you violence. That's what he's showing you. And he died that's in a. That's why he showed me Martin Luther King. He so. did it. He died in a violent manner. I'm just going to tell you what happened, and really quickly, so the audience understands. We're not trying to. Let's, uh, let's take. Let's go ahead and take a break and come back because I have. Okay, uh, let's take that break, and then when we come back, I will explain who this is. Perfect. Very good. I'm not going to tell you now, though. No, but no. It's, I don't want it. It's going to Yeah, I know. Yeah, All right. Well, allow me to recap for a second because we had to take a break there. Uh, Jennifer had to had a client. She had to see. And in the interim, she doesn't know or remember who we were talking to. I know she doesn't. But the, in the interim, I took some time to do a little bit of research about this person. Okay. So just to recap for our audience who were tuning in for the first time or the or last time. Or the last uh, we're talking to somebody on the flip side, passed away in 1955, and his name was Emmett. Emmett. I thought it was Thomas. And, you were and so Jennifer doesn't know who Emmett is, but she knows, she mentioned that he was connected to Martin Luther King, which is correct. Um, really? They're frequently mentioned in the same sentence. Okay. Uh, and you mentioned, now it's coming back. You mentioned um, a, a violent death. Right. Correct. Correct. Had a violent okay. death. And that's, and that's why I felt he was showing Martin Luther King. I didn't know that he physically knew him. Uh, he didn't physically know him, but he was showing him because ultimately they He's were associated. They're associated. And I think the first sentence you said was about freedom, because I asked him what he wanted to tell people, and, and he said something about freedom. Okay. And so uh, Emmett, and now I'm asking you specifically about your journey which is once you crossed over to the other side, who was the first person that you saw or who greeted you? 
His mother. Okay, now, but I just want to point this out. His mother was still on the still planet. Alive. I know. She's she not was. alive now, but she was on the planet. She was on the planet, though. She died young. She was on the planet. Just give me a second to work it out. Actually, she didn't die young. I just want to be clear. No, no, I said he died young. He died young. That's correct. He told me that she's still on the planet. I just need to figure out what he's saying. So it might have been something that was maternal, not his I'm, mom. You I, will zip. I will zip no. it up. <laughs> it was her mother. And what was that like for you when, when you, you were greeted by her? Oh. So he's showing me wearing this little, like, bow, like this little outfit with her holding his hand. Like, he, she was taken into a, um, either a memory where she was holding onto his hand and just making him feel safe, kind of like what we've talked about, how it's a, a safe landing and how she just made sure, like, everything was going to be okay. Like everything was going to be okay. Um, okay, show me again. He said, they made me not know what was going on with my body. Very good. I understand. My body. Okay. What happened to his body was quite brutal. But and he, so I don't, I don't want you to relive it or experiencing it. He said that he was, he was taken before. Before what happened to his body happened. All right, thank you. This is very emotional to hear. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's something very tragic about his his journey. So it's just coming through me. I'm sorry to, to let me just <clears throat> take a pause there. Uh, so Emmett, uh, seeing your grandmother and having your grandmother sort of take care of you, um, I have to ask: Have you seen Have you seen Martin Luther King since you've been on the flip side? He says he was waiting there for him. Very good, but his yeah. higher self. I would. Oh, you were Emmett. You were waiting for Martin Luther King. Oh my gosh. Okay. He says so. He's showing me when he was shot that he was there waiting for him to help him. Wow, that's very sweet. And they, it was very. It wasn't that far apart from each other. It feels like it was thirteen years. Okay. Um, That's funny because I thought it was a year and a half because I saw the well. Well, on the flip side, it probably felt like a year and a half. I'm not going to make that fit. <laughs> no, but I can, and, and I'm I just think, saying. I know for it, him, it says it felt like a month. That's yeah. So and and for the audience, uh, you know, we've heard this often that twenty-five years on the flip side feels like five or ten minutes to people over there. So having a traumatic event like this and then running into somebody later on, it feels like not that much time has passed. Go ahead, I interrupted you. Did it have to do with the war or was it a domestic like war? But, uh, well, it was a violent uh, encounter in the South, which really was- I, well, I saw, I, okay, that's- Go ahead, weird. go ahead. Oh. It pretty much presaged all of the civil rights movement because this. He was, well, he was showing me. I just saw the guy, the green, the big, I don't know the movie, but he showed me the African-American, the big guy that was brutally beat up and killed or hanged. That's right? correct. That is correct. That's what happened to him. But it presaged the, uh, some of the, the March on Montgomery, the Montgomery bus um, protest which really spawned 
the civil rights movement and but I, I but I want to ask you about that Emmett you're you you're passing you were just a young kid I'm, I'll say how old you were you were 14 years old somebody accused you of whistling at a at a woman right woman yeah I and mean, then let me it, yeah, sorry is he showing you that is there a movie made out of it made yeah out of there it? was that's there were quite a there's stories been told but not there's a new movie coming out actually just about him but let me ask you i mean i can only ask this question because the people who perpetrated your passing people who killed you and murdered you let's put it that way uh, their family name was um just before you say that yeah he's just I mean, forgiveness what did he say he goes i forgave them okay that was going to be my question so yeah. carolyn who accused you of whistling at her and Roy, her husband and his brother, JW, they sold the rights to their story to look magazine a year later, admitting everything, which caused an uproar in Chicago where he was from mayor Daly got involved. And, and so there was a trial and those guys were acquitted by an all white jury. However, you've seen them on the flip side. Is that what you're saying, Emmett? Or I don't know. There are they people you wouldn't want no. to see. He said that he forgave them when he got over there. When he crossed over. His grandmother taught him about church, or it could be even his great grandmother. But it, it, his, the person that was there, they gave him a soft landing, so he didn't feel anything. He didn't feel his body. And I saw him as a little boy, and I saw him, you know, as like her taking him, like taking him, like to a carnival place or to somewhere where there was a big lolly. He was holding a big lollipop. But he's saying oh, to me, sweet. he's saying to me that okay. She taught me forgiveness. She taught me forgiveness. She prepped me before I even left the earth about forgiveness. And let me ask you, your mom crossed you over. Go ahead. Sometimes, it, and I don't want to, I'm not trying, you know me, right? I do feel like she, he was taught how he sacrificed him, like he was sacrificed for a greater good. He was sacrificed for people to wake up and understand what was happening. And he says, I was just one of many. That's that, true. That's that, true. Many but who. But it was because of my age that it changed Change things. And his mother, Mamie, uh, made sure that he had an open casket in Chicago so everyone could see what they had done to him. And now your mom passed in 2003. Let me ask you about that. Were you were you there to greet her or how long did it take you to reconnect with her? He said not very long. I think she had dementia before she left. And so he said he was talking to her a lot before she left. I see. Yeah. And let me ask you. Emmett, what's your experience like now? I mean, people are talking about you. A mo big movie's going to come out about you in a little bit. What's your experience? It's just so interesting because he showed me. He showed me a, a woman that was blonde in a car. And I don't know if that was just a movie or whatever. Like, he showed me a bunch of stuff that didn't make sense to me. Now it makes sense about home, the whole Martin Luther King, you know, why there was a connection there and why I kept being shown Martin Luther King. But I'm like, but he didn't. Like, it was just it's so fascinating to me talking to the other side still and getting those interpretations or getting what it is. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, ask your question again. I'm uh, it just, 
I'm asking about so your this movie's going to come out about you in about a week or so, a couple of weeks, and um, it's already happened. He's been <laughs> he says he's going around in a circle like the time. There's no time, you know. Um, what do you, what do you mean? Have you been influencing the filmmakers or? He goes, that's Martin Luther King's job. <laughs> so now we've talked to uh, the Reverend before, Reverend Martin Luther King, and he's talked to our class. He's made some very cogent and very brilliant uh, observations. Is there anything he'd like to say about this whole journey and experience? Does he uh, have, does the Reverend uh, have anything he wants to say about uh, this conversation or about people tuning in or? Saying that he he's saying that there's a different type of war going on now. He's saying that that part of it was really he goes now rights are being taken away for different reasons, as you know, yeah. uh, women's rights, for religious rights, for whatever it is. He said that he goes there's still a lot more work to do. And how would you recommend we go about doing that? Love. And in what form should that be? Thoughts. Sending love to the people who are giving us a hard time or? Love plus action. He's showing me like right, written out like love plus action equals equality. I like that. Very good. Love plus action equals equality. Uh, Luana, I have to ask you, is this the conversation you wanted us to have today? No, Richard, I just made it up. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, no, because she, she showed it to me. She definitely wanted this to happen because have I ever said, hey, let me just talk to somebody, somebody, you know, no. I, yeah, but I have never done that. I haven't done that. And no, she, and, you know, said, when she said it, you got a, a question from somebody. Uh, and I thought, you know, the only question I've come across in the past couple of weeks has been that one. You know, could you guys talk to Emmett Till? Is his name? Um, and I and I immediately said, uh, you know, I don't. I think people who want to speak to somebody should ask them to come forward and communicate. And I generally don't like to. I let Luana be in charge of the guest list. Very but simple. I would have known Emmett. Right. I still right. You know. I still think he's a Thomas for some reason. There's a Thomas there somewhere. Um, maybe it's the actor that passed away. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, but listen, it's such a dramatic story that he went through. It really is the essence of, I mean, a 14 year old boy going to visit some relatives down in Mississippi and in this terrible uh, circumstance happening, which shook the world and, and should shake the world. And by the way, President Biden this year in March passed the Emmett Till anti-lynching, uh, you know, bill in honor of Emmett. And so here we are talking to Emmett. So Emmett, you have the floor, sir. What would you like to say to people who are tuning in incredulously to think that you might still exist? Was his father 98 or did someone live to be really a lot? Well, his mom passed away at the age of 81. 81. Don't know about right. his dad. Okay. I don't know. There was something about 98, maybe September 8th. I don't know. I keep being shown 98 for some reason. Um, Maybe September 8th. 9-8? Eight. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe that's, oh, I don't know. Well, oh. what does he want to say about that, if anything? Oh, it has to do with how long it's taken for that to get passed about the lynching or, or I don't know, there's just something about it. It's, it correlates to that. Um, hold on. We need to provide safety for all kind. He just showed me the transgender people, people that are gay. Um, it was mine was literally black and white. <laughs> I think we still just have a long way to go. Apparently so. Um, and so in terms of, of giving people uh, some kind of a, I don't know, let's go to Luana. Right to Congress people. Say again? Right to Congress, they're saying. Right to your congressman, congresswoman. And, right. and demand that they protect people who need protection. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And Luana, would you come come and help us out a little bit? Because uh, we want to get some context here. Just the idea of having a conversation with somebody who passed away uh, 67 years ago. Um, and how does that help us uh, as a group, as a society? as a planet to examine these details. How is that a good thing? It's a reminder. It's a reminder. Of what? Of how much more we have to go. How it just changes, it just changes, you know. The figures on stage change and different people come forward but if we if we focus on love and we focus on trying to heal and help other people, we get we have a shot at it at least in our lifetime. Something yeah. like that, Lou. Lou, is there anybody else on your list that you want to talk to or about? She's like, don't be sad. I got really sad for some. I just I got really sad too. I, I don't know what that is. She just told me she just went like this and pushed like pulled me up. <laughs> I can't talk to you. But when you talk about anybody that gets hurt for being who they are. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it's just, yeah, no, it's it's big thing in our house. I'm like, I have zero tolerance for any and like any any injustice, any like prejudice at all. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because then I was being shown 420. I'm like, maybe I had a little prejudice towards that, <laughs> yeah, that was about it. Um, they just made me laugh. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, sorry. My dad. Oh, hi, Jim. How are you? He's doing. <laughs> he's doing fantastic. He says my mom's healing. Well, let me ask you, Jim, because you, uh, the audience, isn't aware of this, but I certainly am. Jim took us to his astrophysics class that he's taken on the flip side, and we met his very unusual professor, the teacher. Uh, who goes by Ma Durga here, a uh, Hindu deity, but that's what they call her. She didn't call it. I didn't know that it, he called it his astrophysics class, considering my daughter was astrophysics student of the year is what he just showed me again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that connection. It's funny, your daughter's pursuing. Are you, Jim, are you helping out uh, your granddaughter with her astrophysics class? He says she's teaching him. 
<laughs> Very good. And what's what have you been? Are you still in that class? Is that class ongoing? I assume it's just outside of time. Yeah, it's outside of time. He's just showing. He says you can jump in. You know, everyone from many dimension can do it at any time period. And so the, for the audience tuning in, just so you know, people on the flip side talk about classrooms that we go to, but the the subjects are mind bending and beyond our scope to understand. But in terms of astrophysics, Jim, what would be something that you learned recently that you didn't know before? You didn't know while you're on the planet. First, he told me he's like time equals the square root of pi. But then he said, no, but pi is involved with time. Wow, interesting. Um, when it comes, then he's showing me, oh, I have a fear of asteroids coming and hitting us and blowing us all up. And he's just like, <laughs> the time it takes to come here to blow, it, blow us up, it's not happening. But he was making a joke. He was just trying to. <laughs> trying to calm your fears. But that idea of slices of time, we've talked about this, this slices of time. And so let's just say not so much that pi might be a mathematical equivalent to time, but when you go through pi, which of course is non-reoccurring numbers forever, um, it, let's say you pull a little segment out, that would be a unique portion of time. Is that what he's saying? That's what he's saying. So in other words, if we go yeah. back, so mm -hmm. we just pulled out a slice of time from Emmett Till's journey, which has included other lifetimes. And in this particular journey, he went to that day that these tragic events happened and he showed Jennifer a little bit about it, gave her a sense of it. But it's like we went into the timeline of his journey. Yeah. Well, that's, that, what, that's why he said it. it was time equals the square, you know, equals pi. But then he's like, and then I said, no, but I wanted to show you that. But pi is always involved with time. And he says that's exactly what he was talking about. All right. How Whether interesting is that? I'm like, so you're still trying to get away from the Akashic records. Okay. <laughs> well, and Jim was the first person that I asked to take he us into the library. And he thinks it's hilarious that God's the little guy. Well, <laughs> what's what's really funny is uh, I'm just transcribing for the new book, the book that's almost done. And there was an interview. <laughs> There's an interview with the librarian. And this person who was talking to the librarian of the Akashic Records said, asked, what is God? What or who is God? And he turned to the Akashic Records and said, this is God. I, How about that for an answer? Well, you yeah. haven't heard that because it's it's in my latest you know thing that you haven't heard yet. So anyway, Jim, does that sound about right? Yes. He's like, it's never a dull moment. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Does he say if that's right, that the library itself is a manifestation? No, of I was no. talking about time with him. But he just, you know, my mom sat, he just told me that my mom, it's my mother's time is not up yet. That she's um, going yes. to. Thank goodness for that. Anyway, um, how long do I have you till Jennifer? Right now. It's right now. Well, let's thank everybody that came today. I appreciate it. I appreciate Luana, you bringing uh, your guest uh, star in Emmett Till. I appreciate you telling us a little bit about your journey. And Martin Luther King, we appreciate you at all times. And Jim, we love the fact that you could stop by and chat with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for bringing this one onto the planet. 
because we appreciate your <laughs> to no end. Oh my goodness, he just said, you're welcome. <laughs> he used to always say that when my mom and him would fight over me. <laughs> He'd be like, she's just like me. My mom's like, I'm the one that carried her, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right, very good. Thanks for the audience for tuning in. And this has been another unusual journey into the flip side. We love you. Thank you, Jennifer. And we will catch you next week, right? All right, very good. Love, love. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on gaia.com via Amazon Prime.